Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Despite numerous educational and work opportunities available, the headlines are that men and boys are falling behind while girls are excelling. The question. Are these men and boys failing on their own, or are we failing them? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, a troubling trend is consistently appearing in the data when it comes to educational success. As more and more women and girls are excelling, more and more men and boys are falling behind. And so the question is, why are we seeing this, and what can be done about it uh, to help the men of our country also succeed and thrive? Richard Reeves is the author of the new book of Boys and Men, Why the Modern Male is Struggling, Why it Matters, and What to Do About It. He's also a senior fellow at Brookings Institution and director of the Future of the Middle Class Initiative. And Richard, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me on. Uh, This is just uh, stunning research and so incredibly well-crafted. Give us kind of the the baseline first. Uh, What is the state of play uh, when it comes to boys and men, and why are they falling behind? Well, many men and boys are, are really struggling, frankly. So in, in education, they've fallen you know, way behind girls and women. There's actually a bigger gender gap on college campuses today than there was 50 years ago when Title IX was passed to help women and girls. So campuses are now 60-40 uh, female-male. Um, high school graduation rates, there's a big gap. Those, the, those are coming out of high school with the best GPAs, uh, two-thirds of them. Uh, two-thirds of them are girls. So there's very significant uh, gaps in education now, as I said, much bigger, but the other way around than we had 50 years ago. In the labor market, we've seen a lot of men uh, being affected by automation and free trade, and just a move away from more of an industrial economy, which has led a big, big drop in the number of men, especially working class men with less education. And actually, most men who are in work today actually earn less than most men did in 1979. Mm-hmm. So in the last four decades, that's a, that's a significant economic fact. And perhaps part is a result of all that. You see problems in other areas of life, too. One in five fathers not living with their children, uh, high and rising male suicide rates, which are about four times higher than female suicide rates. Mm-hmm. And men account for about you know three out of four opioid deaths, et cetera, too. So you're seeing playing out in some of these health and mental health issues too. So the, the overall picture is, is really specifically for men with less economic power. Um, the last two or three decades have been very difficult indeed. 
Yeah, no question about that. And I do love the fact that, uh, that in your book that you, you argue that helping the other half of society doesn't mean giving up on the idea <laughs> of gender equality and balance and, and all of those kinds of things. Uh, it, it's really about allowing both to thrive. Right. Yeah, it's, it's one of the things most frustrating about this debate, frankly, is that somehow if you think if you're identifying problems that a lot of boys and men are having, that means that we don't still think there are problems facing many women and girls. There, right. there clearly are and, and and much more work to do in, in many areas of society for for women and girls. It's not it's it's not a zero sum game. It's a it's a false choice that I think a lot of propagandists on both sides really, really want us to sort of choose mm. sides. But it's a bit like. It's a bit like saying to a mother, you know, a mother and father who have a daughter and a son, like, which one do you care about? <laughs> right. right. And we can care about both. And yeah. also we can we can think two thoughts at once as well. Yeah. Uh, and so important. We often talk on this program about getting past the fake fight and the false choice. Uh, and I think this is another one of those areas, as, as you pointed out, where the, the those in the political sphere uh, like the division and they like to be able to raise campaign cash and to uh, have divisive issues, wedge issues that they can use in campaigns uh, to hold on to power. Uh, and to me, this is, uh, as you said, not a zero sum game. We have to have an abundance mentality and, and recognize how we do that to, so that everybody rises. That's that's what we want in society. Uh, so yeah. uh, as you look at it and in your research, what are some of the big misses? What is it that where we're just missing the mark uh, to allow uh, boys and young men in particular to thrive? Mm. Well, I, just in education and in particularly in like the transition from high school to to post-secondary college education, those critical years, I would say between you know sixteen and and twenty three, I think we're just losing so many of our boys and men then. Um, we're seeing so many of them who are not graduating high school on time or struggling for that last couple of years of high school. I and mean, I've raised three three boys, so I know I know what the last two or couple of years of high school can be like, right? <laughs> that getting boys to answer the question like "Why am I here again?" Mm-hmm. is just like much harder for them, partly because they they just haven't developed as much in terms of their ability to see future orientation, and then just uh, the transition to college is just much tougher. Um, and so I think the way the education system is structured to favor a certain kind of learning, you know, to sit, sit at desk, book uh, style learning, just as, just on average disfavors boys and men. And we've just massively underinvested in things like technical high schools, career and technical education, apprenticeships, mm. vocational courses at, at community colleges. I mean, 70 percent of community college students are doing like general ed courses. Um, but the real payoffs come from the ones that are a bit more vocational. That's true of women too, of course. There are yeah. plenty of vocational courses in healthcare. So I just think that, that the way we've structured education from adolescence through to, to the early 20s is just really benching a lot of our boys and men. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, it, it's so true. And uh, I wanted to get one in, um, area in particular that, that you raised uh, relating to, to suicide, 
uh, that is a uh, rising concern, especially uh, among men. What is it that you're seeing there? Is it the disconnect? Is it the ability to process uh, those kinds of things? Is it the culture that we've created around you know being tough uh, and not sharing or showing emotions? Uh, what are you seeing mm. in that space? Yeah, I think I think some of it is that there are still some stereotypes about about men and masculinity and seeking help. Uh, I will say that it's not helped by the fact that many of the professions that we most want to be able to help those men are actually have very few men in them. I was shocked to discover quite recently that among psychologists under the age of 30, only 5% of them are men. Mm. And I've got to tell you, I did better with a male therapist. One of my kids needed therapy. We found him a male therapist, but they're a, a rare and rarer breed. But I think more deeply for a lot of men, it's this sense of role, purpose and being needed. I found this study, which was a heartbreaking study, honestly, where they looked at the words that men used to describe themselves before they took their own lives. And the two words that men were most, most commonly used about themselves were useless and worthless. Mm. And if we create a situation where just economically, in terms of family life, in terms of community life, if you just don't feel needed, right? I think a, a universal human need is to be needed. Yeah. And so if we do create a situation where, just, well, labor market doesn't seem to want me, I'm struggling, I'm, I'm not sure that my girlfriend needs me to raise the kids, I'm not sure that I'm needed in the church kind of anymore, so useless and worthless. And so I think it speaks to this deeper problem about how we're creating opportunities for our young men to really have a kind of positive vision of themselves in a world that is also a gender equal world. Yeah. And that's a wonderful thing. But we, we have to create equality without benching our men. Yeah. One of the other things from your book that I thought was so fascinating uh, was a look at a lot of the uh, the policy programs uh, that are in place and how they seem to be working better uh, for women than for men in a lot of these instances uh, and it's one of those areas where I think often as we're we have so many of those, some of those are duplicative uh, programs or, or are not producing great results. And we need to be able to evaluate and shift course on those. But so often it seems that we're we're treating these young men in particular as as liabilities to be managed as opposed to, to human assets with infinite potential. And you talk about the poverty of ambition. So connect mm. the dots for us on that. Yeah, I think that's beautifully put, too. I think that one of the one of the phrases you'll sometimes hear is that uh, women are said to have problems and men are said to be problems. And I think there's some truth to that, which so, um, yeah. is a sense like, okay, well, you're a problem, right? You're acting out, you're criminal, you're not, you know, you're, you're not working hard enough, you're lazy, or you know, all, whatever it is. And, and I think that that's, the messaging around that is really important. And so I do worry that absent the, sort of the, the old script about what it meant, to be a kind of breadwinner and provider and so on, that's been dramatically changed in, in recent decades. And for the wonderful reason that we've just seen a huge rise in women's economic independence. And so that does mean like it's different now. And I, I just think we're not doing a great job of, of motivating uh, young men. There's a very strong empowering message for young women and young girls to get educated, to get ahead. You go girl girl power, et cetera, which, to be clear, is really wonderful. I, yeah, I love it. Absolutely. But I also I feel the absence of, the, of it, anything like that for the boys yeah, or for the men. And some, at worst, sometimes they're almost like discouraged from going for it. Like, mm. um, there's something you know, problematic about male agency. And we, so we have to find ways to make sure we're sending an equally empowering message to our boys and men. Because, as you said just a few moments ago, this is not zero-sum. 
And actually what most women want are flourishing men. They want men to flourish. They don't want them to fail. Nobody thinks that men have to fail for women to succeed. But we're not doing a very good job of that right now. Uh, so important. Richard Rees, the author of a book you've got to read, A Boys and Men, uh, crucial stuff. Richard, uh, I'd keep you here all afternoon, but great research, great writing. Right. I appreciate your perspective. Thanks for joining us. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.